Welcome to another episode of Modern Off-Grid DIY. If you've ever been curious on topics like living off the grid, completely off the grid, solar systems, renewable energy, or just need inspiration to think outside the box, you've come to the right place. This is Modern Off-Grid DIY. Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to another episode of Modern Off-Grid DIY. In today's episode, we're going to talk about two-wire or three-wire wind turbines. So when you decide to maybe, you know, go into the direction of putting up a wind turbine or installing one or purchasing one, um, there's going to be two main options. There is going to be the two-wire option and there is going to be the three-wire option and they make a big difference. So you want to, you know, definitely plan for that because you may be purchasing a wind turbine not thinking about how many wires there is. And it makes a big difference. And I'll tell you why. So if you have a wind turbine that utilizes, you know, you're going to have three wires coming down. So my wind turbines, I have three wires coming off the stator, coming down the pole. Now, the reason for that is because the bridge rectifier is located in my power room. It is, it is mounted to a nice big heat sink, and then it goes directly into the charge controller itself, okay? Now, the purpose of having the three wires coming down, um, it really makes it cheaper for you, okay? That's the main reason, because wires get expensive, and when you're going to run a, a um, you know, wind turbine pole, you got to have enough wire or cable to go all the way up to the wind turbine, connect to your wind turbine itself, Come all the way down the pole and go all the way up into your power shed, power building, wherever you have your equipment. And so the wire can add up and get, get quite expensive. And now um, the three-wire wind turbine is what I like to refer to as wild three-phase AC. Okay, wild three-phase AC. So the wild three-phase AC comes down the pole and it hits the bridge rectifier. Three wires get connected to the bridge rectifier. And on the other side of the bridge rectifier is only two wires, two terminals, a positive and negative. Now, the benefit of this, to me, outweighs having a two-wire wind turbine. So, first of all, you can run cheaper, thinner wire over a longer distance, okay? Because you're running a higher voltage, and you can share the load that the wind turbine is creating, the power, the energy, over three wires instead of just two or one wire, right? So you have more wires there. Um, but because it's being converted DC at my power room, um, only after it comes off the bridge rectifier do I have to now upgrade or make sure I install a bigger diameter copper wire, okay? And I am using stranded wire. So the wires coming into the bridge rectifier is actually smaller than after it gets converted, right? Because it's now going, now it's being converted to DC. And of course, when you run anything in DC, direct current, the wires have to be bigger to begin with to handle the load of the energy being created from the wind turbine. Now, if I didn't use the wild three-phase wires coming down and I converted it up at the wind turbine, which you can absolutely do, you can convert it up there. You will have two wires coming down. The problem with that is because you're converting the wild three-phase AC into DC at the top of the wind turbine, you now have no choice 
but to basically run very big, thick wire. And I mean thick, thick wire down the wind turbine pole all the way back to your power shed or wherever you have your equipment. And so that adds up. Okay. Now here is a benefit to having the wild three phase bridge rectifier in your power room. If the bridge rectifier was to ever fail um, or needs to be replaced at any point, it takes me less than one minute to change mine out. Less than one in one minute. It's my downtime is very minimal. I can swap it out. I have extra on hand, no problem. But if you have your bridge rectifier up in the wind turbine and you only have the two wire coming down, which is going to be the positive and negative right off the bat, if that bridge rectifier goes down, you have absolutely no choice but now to actually lower your wind turbine. Now, raising a wind turbine up in the air and bringing it down is actually a pain. Um, I don't like doing it. Uh, and that's the whole reason why I like the Wild 3-Phase AC. There's just more benefits to the Wild 3-Phase AC than having it converted at the top of the wind turbine, right? So if it fails, you have to drop your wind turbine and you have to tear it apart. You actually have to tear apart your wind turbine to get to the bridge rectifier that's in it. So there's a lot of work, a lot of downtime. It's just not worth it. So if you're considering purchasing a wind turbine, I would highly recommend that you go with the Wild 3-Phase AC, Okay. Now, um, if you buy a wind turbine that has the bridge rectifier in it already, you can actually convert it to go back to the Wild 3-Phase AC. All you have to do is remove that bridge rectifier, relocate the bridge rectifier next to your battery system, you know, in your power shed, power room, or wherever you have your stuff. And then from there, you're on your stator, you're going to have three wires. That three wires is now where you can connect the three wires and run them down but those wires are going to be smaller cheaper and easier to run so i recently got that question on my um one of my youtube videos and he was asking uh, what size wire am i using now um, my size wire will vary depending on your wire and the reason for that is because my wind turbine is most likely not identical to yours right and we'll be right back after this commercial break and vice versa so you want to look at what the maximum power or energy that that wind turbine can produce. So here's an example. If I have a wind turbine that can produce 3,000 or 4,000 or 5,000 watts or even 1,000 watts or even 500 watts, it doesn't matter. You have to size the wire appropriately. But because I have three wires coming down the pole, I can share the load over those three wires right? So, you know, size your, your wire appropriately because the last thing you want to do is have the wires fry because they cannot handle the amperage. It's not the volts. The voltage does not kill your wires, okay? The volts can be very high. The volts can be upwards of 200 to 250 or even more, you know, up to 600 volts. That doesn't kill your wires. What kills the wires and melts wires is the amperage, right? Because the current, so the wire can only handle so much current at one time right? So um, size your wires appropriately. I do have other podcasts and even um, YouTube videos on how to actually um, pick the right size wire. I utilize a tool. It's a free tool. Everybody can, can use the tool. And I use that for everything because whatever it tells me, I basically go one step above. I actually end up, if, so let's give an example. Let's say it, it tells me to use, um, you know, 12 gauge wire. Well, I'll use 10 because it's even better. 
right? So that's the way I look at it. I always overdo everything because it gives you that safety buffer no matter what, you know? And it can also be more, the more wire you have and the thicker the cable is, the more flow you will have of energy, okay? Think about it like a straw, right? If you have one straw that is skinnier than the other, as far as the diameter, and you blow through each straw, you will notice a difference. The, the skinnier straw will be harder to blow water through or suck water through. If you have a bigger diameter straw, you notice a big difference. You can suck back a lot of water or you can push a lot of out, right? A lot of water out. So think about your cabling like a straw, right? So the bigger the cable you can go, the better off you're going to be in the end. Um, but that is also why I can run a, um, you know, because I'm running three phase, wild three phase AC from the wind turbine and it's three wires coming down the pole. Um, you know, I can run a long distance and I'm not losing a whole lot of, um, voltage drop. You know, I'm not lo losing a whole lot of energy because it's getting converted back at the bridge rectifier. Is there some voltage drop? Sure. No matter what you're going to do, you're going to have a voltage drop over a, over a distance, but it's very, very minimal and you won't even notice it. But if you go with the bridge rectifier located up in the wind turbine, uh, if you don't size your wires pr appropriately, two things are going to happen. Either you're not going to get enough energy out of that wind turbine or the wind turbine will actually end up creating enough amperage to fry the wires that you have there. So make sure they're sized appropriately. I'll give you a really good example. Um, my father's wind turbine that he, I, that I installed on his ranch house, um, he wanted the two wire and I tried to talk him into not doing that because when it fails, which it did, we have to take it down and replace the bridge rectifier right? And his cabling that he has going up into the wind turbine is massive. Each wire, which is two wires, is thick, very, very big wire, okay? Because it's being converted at the wind turbine already. And, um, you know, here's a, here's a really good example. Um, I actually have his wind turbine downstairs. I had to tear it apart to remove the faulty bridge rectifier that went bad. So the wind turbine had to come down, we had to tear it all apart, I had to open up everything in order to get to the bridge rectifier. And that is why I don't like doing it that way. But, you know, um, it is my father's setup on that side of things, and he wanted it that way. I tried to talk him into the other way, he didn't want to do that. And now, look, we're kind of, he's kind of biting his tongue a little bit, because um, look at the situation we're in, right? Now, the opposite for mine, if mine went down, less than one minute. It's replaced and it's back up and running. I don't have to take anything down. So consider these things when you're, you know, um, getting ready to set up your wind turbine. Are you going to run wild three phase AC up at the top or down at the, you know, down at your batteries or at your power shed? Um, you know, to me, it makes more sense to just run wild three phase AC. If as I add more wind turbines to my home here on my off grid home, every single one of my wind turbines will be set up just like the one I have now. Wild three-phase AC, bridge rectifiers mounted in the power room, and the positive-negative coming off that bridge rectifier going to the charge controller are very thick wires, but less than two feet, right? <laughs> Try to buy, say, 100 feet of um, one-gauge or zero-aught zero wire for your wind turbine. You're going to find out really quick you're going to be end up spending probably about Oh man, anywhere between say two to five to six hundred dollars for that wire because it has to be so thick. So, anyway, guys, I uh, hope that information finds you well. I wish you the best of luck in your endeavors. Um, take your time, don't rush. I know when you you have a plan and you get your stuff in, 
you know, you just want to slap it up because you want to see it making power. And I understand that. I absolutely do. Um, but take your time and do it right because if you do it right, you won't have to be messing around with things in the future. So that's why a lot of people ask, like, you know, um, what's your maintenance on the wind turbine? I have zero maintenance. Zero. One, it's gone up. I've never taken it down. Right. And even if I ever had to replace the bridge rectifier, I have extra on hand and less than one minute. But other than that, it'll sit up there for years and years and years, and I will not do nothing to it. It'll just do its thing because it's very low maintenance. There's nothing to do. So anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in. See you guys on the next one. Go listen, download, and subscribe to the Modern Off-Grid DIY Podcast, available today on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and YouTube. Modern Off-Grid DIY, inspiring others to think outside the box. Support the podcast today. It's also available on anchor.fm slash freeyourmind. And there's already a ton of episodes for you to binge listen to and learn how to live off the grid in these modern times and do it yourself. Once again, it's titled Modern Off-Grid DIY. It's also available on Podbean, Stitcher, Breaker.audio, and Overcast.fm. Make sure you subscribe to stay up to date on new releases, modern, off-grid, DIY. Go listen, download, and subscribe today.